Hi everyone! Welcome to Fight the Fate. I'm Mike Bonomo. I got Sean Klein. Howdy. I got Brian Davies. What's up? I got myself. I touched myself. <laughs> um, dude, I had like a a revelation today. Lay it on me. I went to seven eleven. They put they put out free caffeine shots. Like right next to the coffee. So instead of paying for like so instead of paying for like a turbo shot somewhere or like a espresso shot, you got free caffeine shots. You just right into your coffee. Was there an actual sign saying they're free or did you just steal? Um (laughs) I didn't ask anyone. But they were close to the coffee, so I'm guessing they were free. I mean, I don't want to get racist, but people who tend to own Seven Elevens <laughs> don't give out stuff for free. Nah, dude, they're great people. They're like, they're just good American people. Facts. <laughs> and on nah. this episode of Fight the Fate, we talk about white nationalism, and now we're problematic. Nah, but it was crazy, dude. I didn't even know that they had that out for free killing it and um today what are we doing today what we're, are we, we're going to russia we're gonna take a little trip to russia where uh the fate fights you and uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh so there's a lot of people in russian history um if you ever have like a lazy weekend where you do some research um just google russian monarchy and like go down that rabbit hole because it's very i wouldn't say confusing but it's elaborate um, there's a reason why the literature is so depressing. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's cold, it's windy, and they have a lot of hate in their heart. Um, so like, <laughs> brief summary before we touch on this guy. Um, we're coming out. Uh, you start with Rurik, uh, Grand Princes. Think of like feudal Japan mixed with like the Greek city states of old. Um, they're warring, they're fighting back and forth. Grand Prince that, Grand Duke that. Uh, fighting for supremacy, uh, the Mongols get involved at some point and start like making them pay tribute, and they're like become slaves. Them damn Mongols, dude! They're yeah. in every story, just like raiding something. They they raid a lot. <laughs> I love it. they do a lot of things that start with R. I love how their Khanate in Russia was just called the Golden Horde. Like, yeah, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I did read that. So today we are doing Ivan the Terrible. He was the Grand Prince of Moscow from 1533 to 1547, and then he became the Tsar of Russia. First Tsar. The first ever Tsar. Which means Caesar. What? It means Caesar. Does it? Literally, yeah. Uh, World War One. There, I yeah, believe. so does Kaiser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, World War One had three dudes, three dudes with the title Caesar, maybe two. Yeah, because everybody's trying to, like, mimic the Roman Empire, like, even... um. Uh, what's his name? Mussolini did it too. Like the Hitler salute is yeah. actually the Roman salute. That's from like Roman days. Oh shit! So a lot of fascist symbols are actually Roman too. Yeah. So this is again. Th- this is dude that's like I'm gonna be like years, centuries after that. Like I'm gonna be fucking Caesar. Yeah, and he was he acquired vast amounts, uh, like through vicious means, vast amounts of land, created a centrally centrally controlled government. And when I say vicious, I mean he would ravage people's bodies in ways that will haunt your fucking dreams. 
The religious, he was, this religiously devout, intelligent man was absolutely insane, being prone to fits of rage and showing mental instability that worsened with age. Ivan was the first son of Vasily III. His dad was also a grand prince of Moscow, but people say his rule was pretty much uneventful, so that's all we're going to say about his boring-ass life. Yeah, Vasily... No offense, it's kind of like a side note to this story. So you have you have Ivan the Great, which is one of her greats, and we're well, he was Vasily the mediocre, right? <laughs> he was Vasily the the bland, the spiceless. Um, so yeah, Ivan the Great he overthrows the 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 Golden Horde and gets Russia out of the foot of the Mongols. Vasily happens, and like everyone's like, eh, he's yeah, he's Vasily. Like nothing nothing really special about him. Pretty bland. And then Ivan the Terrible. I love how the uh, the Muscovites like gained enough clout and power to overthrow the uh, Mongols by actually like skimming off the taxes because the the Mongols got the Muscovites to collect the taxes for the area. Yeah. And the Muscovite princesses just like skimmed off the top and then used that money to like build an army to kick them out. That's how you do it. <laughs> this yeah. is a lesson in not outsourcing. Exactly. America. <laughs> so his mother was Elena Glinskaya. She had a very powerful uncle. That's how she met her husband, sitting at the royal round table. Elena was actually waiting for Vasily to divorce his first wife, and once it was finalized, she hopped right in the seat. Solid. <laughs> literal, literal gold digger. <laughs> yeah. Vasily developed a little abscess on his leg. That turned into a big abscess, <laughs> and it became an infected pus ball and started to poison his blood. His father was dead. Ivan was just three years old. Now this caused chaos for the regency of Russia. Several high-ranking families all fought for control. His mother Elena initially took over as regent, introducing a currency reform that introduced a unified monetary system. That paper. But that didn't last long. (laughs) She was poisoned and died when Ivan was eight years old, and historians believe that this was carried out by the Shusky family that just craved power. Yeah, so, like, Russian government, like, even today, is just, like, classically, like, insidious and devious, like, spycraft from the way back. <laughs> like, people just poison each other. Like, I want to insert my family here and become, like, the reigning monarch. It's, it's crazy. I think Putin's been in control since, like, 1996, and uh, there's actually term limits in Russia. So he—they have a prime minister and a president, so he just switches positions every, like, 16 years when he needs to, like, reset the Is that term what limit. he's doing? Yeah. That motherfucker. <laughs> good old Pootie. Pootie and the Blowfish. I, Ivan and his brother Yuri felt like no one gave a fuck about them because they didn't. Once the idea enters your head that you might have a chance of ruling one of the most powerful countries in history, the only time you may think of these two boys is when you're going to assassinate both of them. To get them out of the way. Like, like you were saying, every family wanted the power. As soon as someone dies, you're like, how can we fucking just kill the rest of them? Because yeah. once a family gains power... They go on for, they, they keep control for so long, and they just don't want to give it up. Yeah, so, like, the basic idea behind, like, serfdom, or, or at least in Russia, like, he, here's what it is. 
So like throw out a number, like 90% of Russian people are serfs, which is like a pseudo-slave kind of people, and the rest are aristocrats. And like I believe like any of them, like with enough power and wealth and like length of hereditary, her hereditary lineage, whatever. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> Sounds um, good. <laughs> um, could like could like then step into the throne as long as at this time they had ties to Rurik. This is still the Rur- Rurikian line, uh, Rurikian dynasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ivan was like deprived of food when he was young. He had to fend for himself. Now, not many details are known about Ivan's early life. Uh, when p- people have sources to explain it, they're all taken with a grain of salt. One source said that he would torture small animals as a boy. Now, this is part of the serial killer triad, the other two parts being a pyromaniac and wetting the bed. So he I don't know if he had the other two, but this usually means... You're going to be a crazy motherfucker. I think that doesn't apply to Russia because that's just like Russian living. Like, I am cold and I need to pee. Like, yeah, so, you, like, you just start a fire and piss the bed at the same time. Yeah, but yeah, sometimes your bed's the... too warm. You don't want to get out. So yeah. Just... <laughs> and, like, I can make it even warmer. <laughs> but then it gets cold. I have many memories of pissing my bed and trying to get warm and you wake up frigid. It's like an icicle when you wake up. I like it because it just moisturizes my legs, you know? My legs get real dry, so I just give them a little squirt every once in a while. Yeah, but then you turn into Dumb and Dumber when you're attached to your bed. You walk <laughs> up, you got your mattress attached to the front of yourself. Now, one, uh, Needless to say, he was growing up in a ruthless and suspicious-natured time. At age 16, Ivan was crowned with the Monomox cap at the Cathedral of Dormition. Sounds official. Dude, it's like it this thing is like the Harry Potter cap. <laughs> like when you get like selected for something. What's that thing called? I forget. Oh, the sorting hat. Yeah, the sorting but for hat. Warlords. Yeah, the, when the the cap was placed upon his head, he was considered a czar from there on out. And it's like a gold skull cap decorated with precious jewels and it has a fur brim all the way around. If part of your uniform or anything like that has skulls on it, you're probably the bad guy in the story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) These are the people who opposed me. He wasn't (laughs) terrible yet, though. Not yet. So he got considered a czar, got got his little skull cap, and it was time for him to find a lady. Up to 1,500 women were brought into the Kremlin for Ivan to choose from. And this is where he married... His first wife, Anastasia Romanova, who was a member of the Romanov family, created the first ever Tsaritsa. Imagine that. Imagine having that amount of women to select from. If you want to get married, that you, they just line them up for you. It's called <laughs> Tinder. That's, that's yeah, just, but they that's don't. just old school Tinder no, before Tinder, the iPhone. Yeah, but Tinder women don't marry well, though. No, that's what he would do. He would just... <laughs> He would uh, he would just like move his hand across their face like you gotta go on swipe yeah, swipe 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 just slapping them across the face too homely Neat. <laughs> too much too Neat. much grain on you. Being a czar was more important than you might think. It meant that he was now the only supreme ruler in Russia. A new dimension of power was gained because he was intimately connected with religion. In other words. People can now call him a divine ruler. 
Just like that guy from 300, the Persian king. Mm. It's like, <laughs> I am sent from whatever the fuck. Xerxes tranny. Face. Yeah, Xerxes. They made him look like a six foot tall tranny. He was, dude. No, he wasn't. That's he it. was actually eight foot tall in real life. He had fucking. He was a short Arab dude with a beard. <laughs> How I, I dare had, you? I heard he had two buttholes. <laughs> Twice Just... the pleasure. <laughs> Appointed to enact God's will. Church texts describe Old Testament kings as czars and Christ as the heavenly czar. Now, did they, I don't know if, like, their Bible, like, what style Bible did they have? Very harsh. Very, very <laughs> harsh. Cold vodka. Um, we, we were just talking about this. Is this pre the woman that will introduce orthodoxy to Russia? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Um, so I don't know. They got a cool cross, though, because it's, like, the actual traditional, like, lowercase t, and then it's, like, a slanted line underneath of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And the uh, the priests have beards and stuff, because if you've ever seen, like, Catholic priests, they're usually, like, clean-shaven and usually sh- short. And, oh, he'll like, do, skinny he'll, he'll do some shaving of people later oh. on in the storm. <laughs> He's going to shave you whether you like it or not. Well, the Catholic Church doesn't like the beards because you get little boy juice stuck in them. <laughs> Too soon. I'm a fa- I'm I'm highly offended <laughs> too, by that. Too soon. Been going on for 600 years. <laughs> I grew up as a Catholic. My mommy took me in. She said, "Here, follow these old men," and I, they never touched me. So the rest was fighting the faith. <laughs> My uh, wife's cousin by marriage is actually Greek, so there was like a Greek Orthodox. I think they're called patriarchs, but or, or uh, mm-hmm. I forget what the priests are called, but they. He has a beard, just like the Ethan Orthodox. Yeah, no, I think that's what the Pope of the Byzantine Church is called, like the okay, Grand yeah. Patriarch or something. But like, uh, so they did the ceremony half because the the groom was Catholic, so they did half the ceremony in like English, and it was a normal Catholic BS. But then it was like the uh, the Greek Orthodox stuff was in Greek, so it was just like uh. just throwing Spanish repeated <laughs> around. <laughs> Starting off his new kingdom, Ivan was a relatively peaceful ruler. He revised laws and created a standing army. Unlike a reserve army, the standing army was made up of full-time soldiers that never disband, even in times of peace. What's the difference between that and, like, you just join in the army? If you're part of the army, we still have, like, deployments even though we're not, if we're not in something, people still, like, go there, right? Yeah, so, like, today the reservists are, like, the one weekend a month guys, and they do a two-week uh, uh, training at the end of the summer. I, w- I was in the reserves for, like, two years. Yeah. But, like, it's not as good as the, because I was active duty, too, for two years, so uh, the active duty guys are more professional. We actually knew how to use, like, the machine guns and stuff. And in my What, reser- the reserves, like, just... Some guys just didn't know how to take it. Like, I could take it apart and put it back together, like, blindfold yeah. it, like some of the machine guns and crew serve weapons, but they didn't have as much training, so they didn't know how to yeah. do that. And it always, like, bothered me. I was like, come on. I mean, the basic idea, like, so prior, not prior to this, but, like, all throughout history is, like, the war is over, everyone disbands, and then when the next war yeah. comes up, you have to re-raise troops and retrain troops and all that, and, like, take your peasants. So, like, I forget the historian's name, but he was saying, like, once a nation becomes, like, to a certain level of... uh monetary like wealth usually they introduce currency a unified currency like the one woman did then they can pay for for a professional army because you need like you need to be able to take a couple thousand people out of farming 
to just learn how to kill people yeah. to be a professional standing army. And it costs a ton of money. Uh, this is when he established the Zemsky Saber, the first Russian parliament and the Council of the Nobles, also known as the Chosen Council. So this is like a little devious move on his part to kind of like spare him some of the treachery because like yeah. you, you give them some little thing to preoccupy because now they're not fighting over the Tsardom, they're fighting over seats on the council and they're fighting amongst themselves for individual power amongst yeah. the castle instead of directly focusing on his seat yeah that's a good point plus he confirmed the church's position with the council of a hundred chapters which unified rituals and regulations of the whole country they controlled who could write books make art and told all clergy members across Russia to be smarter. <laughs> <laughs> he literally did shit like that. He's like, he made them like get extra education because they were just too dumb. So he was going, he was just doing whatever. I mean, once you're the czar, you can do whatever you want. Now, by Ivan's orders in 1553, the Moscow print yard was established and the first printing press was starting to be used. These traditional scribes that made a living off their quills were so fucking pissed off. There was no way they could keep up with the same production. <laughs> so one of these scribes just came over, took his quill, lit it on fire, and burned down the print yard. And the guys working inside had to flee from Moscow. That's how vicious these scribes were. Like, the guys working in the print press had to seek shelter. Yeah, this is kind of a trope. Like, even in, uh, during the Industrial Revolution in England, there was a group called the Luddites that would, like, go in and break all the machines to uh, protest against the, them using the machines for the textile. When yeah. They used to, like, hand weave them. It's the quality, though. Can you match yeah. the quality <laughs> of a hand-woven towel that just feels so soft upon your skin? <laughs> And it well, if you look back at like the books before the printing press that like the in Europe, like it's real elaborate. They draw like pictures in the margins and stuff. It's really nice. It costs way more money, but yeah. I mean, you get what you pay for. That's what I heard somebody say that <laughs> one time. Somewhere. So I agree. One of the greatest feats was him getting Saint Basil's, Saint Basil's, or Saint Basil's. I prefer Basil. Yeah. Saint Basil's Cathedral made. There was a story that the architect who created this masterpiece had his eyes stabbed out of his head so he can never create anything as beautiful ever again. And that's a Russian love story. But that is also completely false because the guy went on to make more churches after that. But they had like Braille writing? Like, nah, I don't. He had, <laughs> the he paintings had, were in Braille. <laughs> he had Braille plants. No, that, yeah, that was just somebody's like love story to make it seem more beautiful than it is. Yeah, but that's like such a Russian proverb. Like, oh, yeah, it's so pretty. This guy got his eyes stabbed out. Like, yeah. <laughs> he will never make such magnificence again. Yeah, yeah. It, it said like Ivan didn't want to feel the beauty that he looked upon. Like, because it made him feel feelings. So he just stabbed his eyes out. But, I mean, it's all made up anyway. Nobody but. makes me feel my own feelings. <laughs> it kind of got perverted when Ivan introduced the laws of serfdom. Oh, now it's getting perverted. Which is just a <laughs> fancy word for slaves that could be bought, sold, traded, or included as a bonus in a land deal. And you couldn't, like, move off the land, so, like... You were at the whim of whoever just bought the land, so 
and he had to like get the guy who bought the lands uh, approval to like marry sometimes. Yeah. Trade was always a tough thing for Ivan in Russia. He built a new port on the river Narva that dumped right into the Baltic Sea. But German merchant companies were already trading with Livonia and other ports. When they saw Ivan build his own, they said, don't do business with him. This isolated Russia from sea trade. And like this is like, well, this is Russia's gripe now with like us increasing oil production is like, yeah, like whenever you cut off Russian trade, like you fuck up everything. Russia's like, run like a mafia. Like each state has to collect its own taxes, and then they have to kick up whatever they made to the federal government. To the fucking. And if you don't make your payment, you get kicked out as the governor. I think fifteen states in uh, the Russian Federation like miss their payments. But that's not that, like the mob operates. Isn't that like what Tro- what Troy was supposed to be over? It was like a fight for Russian grain. Troy? Yeah, like the actual like reason for Troy, like the Battle of Troy happening. Because it did uh, happen, but like it was it wasn't over fucking Helen. Wasn't it just over Helen? I think it was over like Russian grain. <laughs> Helen's <laughs> beauty was so pe- that was the same thing. I've people, seen pictures of her. People <laughs> what from the movie? I know, like her little <laughs> uh, movie was fine. No, her little uh, her little vase profile. Like on vases and I shit. I thought that was just a documentary, the, mu- the, t- the movie. The- I, I saw like an article, <laughs> and it wasn't like a BuzzFeed thing, but it was like a history nerd BuzzFeed article, and it was like women in the past that like people thought were beautiful but weren't. And they were arguing <laughs> that Helen was like, you know, she had a good personality. Stop it. <laughs> and then they said like Cleopatra was like a butterface, but like she was really witty. So that's why like Mark uh, Anthony she, and Caesar Cleopatra was hideous. Also, also <laughs> Cleopatra was so, you know who was uglier than Cleopatra? Joan of Arc. Yeah. Well, yeah, well. <laughs> really? Really? The soldier chick was ugly? <laughs> yeah. Sean, how are those girls that join the army? Usually lookers? Actually, yeah. Yeah? yeah no, the Air, yeah. Air Force has got the bangers. Ah, there you go. Well, That's yeah. where it's at. I did know a, a woman from the Air Force. She was like seven foot tall, lanky, gorgeous, succulent legs on her. Um... <laughs> That's all. When I think Air Force, I think of her. What was her name? I don't know. I was looking from afar. Svetlana. <laughs> well, speaking of, like, tall people in the military, like, uh, some army guy like, came up to me at, like, uh, I think it was Fort Bragg, and he was like, how come every Marine I meet is short as hell? And I was like, well, the tall ones get shot first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you, an idiot? <laughs> so, uh, he, they were, like, starting to have talks with England. He messaged Queen Elizabeth I. The queen just wanted to be friends and focus on the commerce, but Ivan wanted to be more than friends. Sup. He wanted to have a military alliance. Not Elizabeth not. told him no, so he asked if he could be granted asylum in England if he just happened to be overthrown by his own government. And England's still doing that today. Yeah. There's tons of Russian oligarchs in London. She did say <laughs> yes, but... She said he's going to have to pay for his own shit when he gets there. There's no freeloading for Ivan. Just setting that up in the future, like, I could get overthrown. I'm probably going to get overthrown <laughs> at some point. Like, he knew he was just doing wrong shit. Well, that's like a state rush has always been paranoid because, like, they don't have very good natural defenses. There's no, like, impassable rivers or mountain ranges except for the Urals. Yeah. Like, it's called the Great Eurasian Plain. Like, all the way from, like, northern France to where Moscow is, it's just flat. And it's very easy to invade because it's just so flat. 
these damn Mongolians were walking right yeah. in. There was no wall to knock down. They just <laughs> goddamn anything right. easy and easy to raid. They just stormed it. Yeah, that's why Russia got swept back in the day. <laughs> in 1558, these damn Livonians kept trying to shut them down. Waging a war on them was a complete and utter failure. This war stretched 24 years, engaging five different countries and melting away the economy is not something anyone would be proud of. But that's kind of like the Russian narrative. They're always like trying to war with somebody just so they have access to a sea somewhere. Well, that's it was all over the Baltic Sea. Like every war started here was because of the trade, the sea trade in the Baltic Sea. Yeah. And somebody was just trying to I mean they they kept it from Russia for a while, but I mean they 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 put everything they had into this. And it fucked up their economy. Ten years later, the Russo-Turkish War was underway. The, the Tsardom of Russia and the Ottoman Empire were in conflict over an area called the Astrakhan Khanat, a little piece of land right on the mouth of the Volga River. Again, right on the river. That's the, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you don't have like a seaport, you're fucked. Yeah, that was like the Volga River is like the main river that uh, Russia deals with because that's like kind of like where the proto-Russian Kievan Rus started. So it's like everything's the Volga River for them right now. This is like the Mississippi River. Oh yeah, definitely. Comparatively, yeah, that's a very good example. Yeah, Ivan had already conquered this place like twelve years prior to this. Now the Turks were laying claim. He sent seventy thousand troops to siege the city of Astrakhan. The Ottomans sent their own force to siege Azov, uh, a Russian city. So they were just sieging different parts at the same time. <laughs> Not They're even like, oh, up. you come here. All right, we'll siege that. We'll go over here and siege that so we don't have to siege each other too hard. Well, yeah, back then, like, uh, it wasn't uncommon for, like, medieval states to siege strategic cities and then swap them at the end. Like that oh was, yeah, yeah, the peace yeah. Treaty. We I think we <laughs> covered that in another episode where they like yeah. they they got it and then just sold it back to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now all of it, all of this was at a standstill. The Russians began to retreat, and seventy percent of the troops froze to death as they trekked back home. The Ottomans had their own shit to deal with. Their entire fleet was destroyed by a wicked storm in the Baltic Sea. And this is the classic mistake that everyone makes. I don't know. But, like, the Russian weather is, like, notorious for, like, destroying people's armies. Like, Napoleon, these guys, Hitler, like... That like half the time you're just con- contending with the elements, and That's not even their Russia main itself. defense, except it killed <laughs> them too. Yeah, so. I was uh, reading about Napoleon's invasion with the Grand Armée into Russia, and he had used zinc buttons apparently for like their coats and stuff. Mm. And zinc just like shatters in really cold weather, <laughs> so nobody could button their fucking coat. <laughs> Everyone's buttons are just popping off. <laughs> Where do you even get zinc from the from the ground? Well, that reminds me of that uh, Simpsons episode where, like, zinc disappears and everybody freaks out. It's like one of those 50s, like, educational reels. Yeah. Zinc is in everything. I take zinc <laughs> for the fun of it. Fortify you. Technically, the Ottomans were at a military loss, but they insisted that they be given safe passage for Muslim pilgrims. Ivan accepted, and a treaty was signed two years later. 
Then you just sell them shit while they're going through. Yeah. That was a big trade in Europe. They would they would make fake sites like, oh, this saint took a piss here one time. <laughs> and then, like, two bucks to go see the they're stain. Like, they're, like, praying at a urinal, like, <laughs> on their way. Like, there was tons of cities in Italy that had spears of Longinus, and it's, like, the spear the Roman soldier, like, stabbed into Jesus when he was on the cross. Oh, we'll get to the spear. He, he, he <laughs> yeah. wields a spear. Later in the story, he <laughs> loves spears. <laughs> Now, the fifth, this is when everything gets fucked up. The 1560s, they experienced a drought and famine, plus had a couple of unsuccessful wars against the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth. There was also Mongol invasions again on the reg, and a huge sea blockade cut off Russia from everything. The Mongols are back at it again, just cu- trying to get in. And this is the problem with being a quote-unquote divine ruler is, like, this shit's your fault. Yeah. Like, you're supposed yeah. to have a direct line to God, so, like, all this bad shit is literally your fault. And the, not, like, the not, Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth was, like, the biggest country at that point. Like, yeah. Russia was a fraction of its size today. Like, today it's the size of Pluto, but... Mm-hmm. And then, like, globally, like, the embarrassment of being defeated by Polish people was, like, too much <laughs> for them. <laughs> you think they had, like, the, the jokes you heard in, like, middle school back then? Like... <laughs> I always remember the joke, like, oh, how do you, like, avoid a grenade from a Polish person? Like, you pick it up, take the pin out, and throw it back at them. <laughs> like, I wonder if they had, like, similar stories, like, how do you avoid an archer from Poland? Like, We love Polish people. <laughs> and we do love, we love Mongols, too. I love one Polish person. Who? Henry Zabrowski. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> nah, there might be a couple more you just don't know are Polish. They're lying to me? People ask me, like, what am I? And I just say I'm American. Well, that's, that's that's factual. That's not inaccurate. And then you start singing that song, I am a real American. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm certainly not German, Welsh, or Native American. Like, I'm just I'm just a dude. Yeah. I took a DNA test, and it was kind of like, I thought it was 50-50 German-Irish, and it was like... 90% Nigerian. <laughs> I am. What? I'm like part African-American. Solid. Yeah, I got 0.02% African-American. Oh pull, pull a Pocahontas. <laughs> I'm more black than she is Indian. That's fact. Yeah. I'm <laughs> twice as much, actually. She's like one that 1,024th. Who? Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. <laughs> Poc- Pocahontas. Oh, my God. You guys are <laughs> fucked up. I didn't do it. She's a fucking liar. <laughs> so, uh, I, same thing. When this all this shit started going down, 1560, his wife Anastasia died. And guess what? Her death was also suspected to be a poisoning. This was devastating to Ivan's personality in the event that could have sent his mental health into a decline. And this is like a very real possibility in Russia is like not a direct attack, but just a wearing down of your psyche over (laughs) fucking like years. It's like, I will take away all that you love (laughs) until I become emperor. I never knew what gaslighting was, and I looked it up last night, and that sounds like gaslighting. So that was, that was the ru- main Russian way of killing you. What, what all, is it? Also, see gaslighting. Apparently, it's like wearing you down mentally and making you think you're crazy. Um, what they did to what's his face? Uh, the piano deaf guy. Beethoven. Beethoven? 
Yeah, like the one guy that would like was pissed off at Beethoven and pretended to be like his dead wife or dead father for years. I'm dead serious. Look this shit up. It's it may not be Beethoven, it may be the Fuck. other one. But he would literally like just be outside his fucking room in like the the white nighty and be like, You fucked up. Oh my god. You wronged me for like years, dude. Just drove us too crazy. I've been bored lately and like looking up really fringe beliefs and there's a uh, I don't know if it's a club or a religion, but they call themselves the Black Hebrew Israelites. Oh, yeah, the Black Israelites. And this one guy, Louis Theroux, he does, like, documentaries in Britain, and he was talking to them, and he just started naming off, like, famous uh, white people from the past, like L- William Shakespeare. He's like, oh, he's black. And then he, he, <laughs> he said Beethoven. He's like, oh, that guy was black, definitely. Like, yeah, he, musical did that, genius, he, was uh, he did that Scientology <laughs> documentary. Yeah. That was pretty good. They, yeah. probably, they probably think Ivan the Terrible is black, too. <laughs> Everyone is. Nah, he we was, all came from the same... Nah, he was terrible because he We all eat. came from the same little piece of land. Yeah, yeah. Are we talking about Africa? I'm talking about fucking... What's that mythical... When all the Atlantis? Oh, no. Pangea? Yeah, we're all from Pangea. <laughs> Pangea's not a myth, first and foremost, but... <laughs> I don't know, dude. It Who happened. really knows what really happened? Ah, geologists. All right. Fossil uh, records. <laughs> yeah, we're all from let's, Pangea. Let's not go full Christian on us, shall we? It's 6,000 years old. Dinosaurs were real. With Moses. Moses rode a dinosaur. That's how he got all the animals. The, 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 wait, you heard of them. in that one of these documentaries, I think it was Bill Maher, he goes to like... Oh, yeah, i seen the, that. The, the where, giant, the ark. The, the, he goes to like where they ride... Like, the people were alive with dinosaurs? Yeah. That's crazy. Like, how do you... Isn't that copyright infringement on the Flintstones? <laughs> Probably. I don't even get how you put those two together. How you can come to accept that di- people were riding dinosaurs at one point. Mysterious ways, my and friend. And there's no, like, unified belief for creationists, because there, there's some of them that believe all fossils are fake, and that they're, like, a way for God to test our faith. Oh, my God. Like, he left little breadcrumbs to, like, confuse us. <laughs> He's like, you still better believe me. That's a weird way to try to test us, even us weird fossils. Yeah. Now, they didn't know who actually committed the crime of poisoning his wife, and it could have been just natural selection because she was sick for like seven days, but Ivan had to cover all his bases, so he just started executing and torturing as many boyers as he could. Which is a Russian aristocrat. Yeah. And at the same damn time, one of his personal advisors, Andre Kurbsky, defected to the Lithuanians. Andre took command of an army and really did a lot of damage to Russia. Ivan left the country. He relinquished all his monarchical authorities. And because he did not trust the clergy anymore... The Boyer court was able to rule on every wasn't able to rule on anything while he was gone. So someone went to find him and beg him to come back. Baby, come back. <laughs> this what this happened with someone else too. I think it was. Remember, was it? Uh, I forget. It happens a lot. Yeah, because like, they're yeah. like, "Fuck this shit." I'm. I don't, you uh, just get you go. There's like get, a theme of a lot of monarchs that are just like. I'm this gonna, shit sucks. I'm gone. <laughs> I'm just going to exile for a little bit. But then deal. everything comes to a stop because, like, they can't. Yeah, well, he's kind of like the tiebreaker vote. Yeah. Like the, the boyer and the council and all that because he's, you know, big dick swinging. 
I'm surprised they don't just take well, over when he leaves. Well, like, also, like, it, obviously disputable. Just my personal opinion. Like, I think this motherfucker's pretty devious. <laughs> like, again, like, oh, someone just killed your wife. So, like, someone's after, like, either you or the seat of power. It's just like, well, I'm going to dip out. And, like, yeah. oh, weird. He rises to the top and they fight and they kill each other. You know what I mean? Oh, so you're saying, like, he, like, let his rival take the chair and then he Yeah, died. like, and you'll, you'll don't see. Don't kill me, kill this dude. <laughs> We're about to get yeah. to the fucking hammer stroke of this motherfucker. <laughs> so, like, I don't think it's too out of the reach. Like, I really think this guy's, like, kind of, like, an evil genius. He would return, but only under one condition. Absolute monarchy. Throw all the laws out the window. Because if you give someone this title, they can do whatever the fuck their heart desires. First move create his own personal guard called the Apricniki. Originally, this group was about 1,000 strong and they received all the perks of living. They were sworn in and had to say this. I swear to be true to the Lord, Grand Prince and his realm, to the young Grand Princes and to the Grand Princess. I... And not to maintain silence about any evil that I may know or have heard or may hear, which is being contemplated against the Tsar, his realms, the young princes, or the Tsarista. I swear also not to eat or drink with Zemshina and not have anything in common with them. On this, I kiss the cross. <laughs> yeah, it's like if the Praetorian Guard and the. Uh... The Mossad had a baby. That's the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's funny that drinking's in there because uh, I heard that, like, uh, like proto-Russian uh, rulers, like, they had a decision to make to either become, like, Muslim or, or Christian. Yeah. And the Muslims were like, oh, you can, have, you can have three wives under Islam. It's awesome. And then he was like, oh, I kind of like that. I mean, the Christians are saying I can only have one wife. That's a little boring. But then the Muslims were like, oh, but you can't drink. And then the Russian rulers are like, we're we're okay. We'll be Christians. I I think we are done here. (laughs) You may see yourself out. (laughs) I then began by targeting all the princely clans of Russia and influential families. He would execute, exile, and forcibly tonture people. And and when you tonture someone, you shave their scalp. Remember I said he was going to be shaving people? Are we we talking scalping or like haircuts? No, like, yeah, you know the haircut with like the, just the The, head. The the fryer tuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Holy shit. He forced people to get that. That's how pissed off he was. That's crazy, dude. You do not not cross me. That that might ruin my month if someone gave me a fryer tuck. And, like, I had to keep rocking the fryer tuck. (laughs) That would would legitimately, like, harm me. I'm not even, like, fucking around right now. He was trying to sell more sunscreen. Like, he got to... just just picture walking around with fryer tucks haircuts, like, everywhere. (laughs) Are you... Your mom hits you up. Like, are you coming over for dinner, honey? And you just come up with a fryer tuck, and she's like, do you need rehab? Who did you piss off? <laughs> Fuck. That is, I don't even know why he did this. Because like, he's, in, he, he's, it, he's is, insane. Is he is an evil like, genius. Mark him like that. That means something, or no? It's just, well, I think it's just basic like disrespect, like reminding you who's in power. Like see that. Yeah, little... but isn't that like a religious thing too that people do? Yeah, but not for the no, eastern part. For for Muslims, yes. I, uh, certain sects of Muslims shaving the beard is like. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I haven't done enough it's like research. Monks this. And shit but like, it's a part of it. It's having your beard. Yeah, monks in the Western Roman uh, 
Catholics, they do that. But this is just like an embarrassment thing. Like you, yeah. you're yeah. marked. You're, like you're just you have his mark. Because in East and the East and the West Christians like kind of hated each other for like millennia because they had to schism like over some stupid shit. See everyone like they have like a round perfect cap on. Like, <laughs> oh, he must have got tonsured. <laughs> but you have to wear a hat everywhere you go. See, uh, when they shave my head for boot camp, I look like a fucking idiot because I have a giant notch in my head because I had a birth birthmark removed. Yeah. <laughs> you just got Ivan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, this, uh, like, this personal guard would never be responsible or held accountable for anything they ever did. And when you have this kind of safety, you start to get pretty creative. Executing people became routine. They would tie limbs to four different horses and make them take off in different directions. They would boil people to death, practice impalement, and a nice roasting over an open flame. <laughs> Apparently, like, the last dictator in Nigeria used to make, like, civil servants do push-ups or, like, jumping jacks whenever they fucked up. And by comparison, that looks, like, not, well, that's a, not that, that bad. That's, yeah. a, that's a present right there because yeah. you just get jacked. He, he's not that bad of a dictator. Yeah, he just keeps <laughs> you in shape. He cares about your health. Yeah. At least he got all your hair. Peasants were running for their lives, leading to a drop in overall production, and the price of grain skyrocketed. Like he, I can just picture him like rounding up peasants, <laughs> and they're just scattering, and they're all tonsured, and like then he just starts roasting people, and it gets yeah. real serious. Yeah, if this was, well, if if we're going back to your serial kill, killer reference, like this is the berserker mode, where he's just yeah, lost his fucking shit. And I, yeah, he had his cooling off period from his monarchy. And then he's he having a meltdown because of his wife. That just triggered everything. Yeah. And there's only two ways you can deal with like a grain shortage. It's either incentivize farmers to make more grain, or just start randomly killing people. Well, the just, <laughs> just being in love i think um gary ridgeway when he was mur the green river killer he was murdering people but he found his you know, a wife that he loved so he stopped killing for like i think it was like 20 years or something he just stopped yeah so once ivan lost his love this is what happens now in 1570, shit got worse still. An epidemic was underway. A plague killed 10,000 people in Novograd. And 1,000 a day were dying in Moscow. As if Novgorod was having enough problems already, Ivan thought the noblemen in the city were going to defect and flee, ordering the Oprichniki to raid the city. Novgorod was burned to the ground. Which is, it's insane because this was like, this would be the equivalent of like, I don't know, what would have been our other capitals historically besides D.C.? Oh, uh, Lancaster, York, uh, like Philly. Like if, if someone just burned down like one of the old capitals of like America, like like one of the like governmental capitals, like, and it's that's like, what he's doing because Novograd used to it's be It's like burning Philly probably. Yeah. <laughs> they took women, they took children, they tied them to slates and ran them into the freezing Volkov River, targeting specific ethnic groups to massacre. The dead count went through the roof. Ivan even ordered that they hunt the archbishop. <laughs> this whole event lasted five days. 600 a day were either killed or drowned. After this and the plague, the population was reduced to around 10,000 people, 
and the survivors were all deported. I was kind of laughing because he was saying he was targeting specific ethnic groups. And it's kind of funny because, like, Russia's just, like, in the European part right now. Yeah. So it's like, how do you really tell? I don't think he did. It's like I when you he hear just... about, like, the Rwandan genocide. It's like, how did you really tell who was a Tutsi and who was a Hutu? Just by the <laughs> way, that twinkle in their eye. Look. <laughs> Somebody gives you a wrong look, you shave their head and roast them. Yeah. The outbreak Nikki did not last long either. They they were sent to the battle in the Russo-Crimean War, and they didn't impress Ivan. He disbanded them in 1572, so not even them were good enough for him. He thought he could do more damage with the, in another way. Later in his reign, the Crimean raids began. The Crimean Tatars, Tatars, Tartars, yeah, Tartars, Tatars, yeah, the Crimean Tatars, a Turkic people, went up to no good. Were up to no good along the southern borders of Muscovy. They're like, uh, they're they're like the RC Cola version of the Mongols. The Tartars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, I really want a Coke right now. So but... they're all right at raiding. They're not. Nah, they're like... just like they're not the Mongols, but they're like horse people. So they were like named after stuff that makes your teeth fuzzy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they call they they call it lead to heart disease. <laughs> These uh, Tatars were coming in. Their main goal was to capture as many slaves as possible. Moscow's troops were depleted from the wars already. A garrison only had around 6,000 troops in it. While the Crimeans showed up with 40,000, they ravaged unprotected towns and started the Moscow Fire of 1571. The suburbs were completely destroyed, and when townsfolk took shelter inside stone churches, they would just collapse on their heads. Some jumped into the Moscow River, but most drowned. There's a lot of rivers in the story, and there's a lot of people drowning in them. Yeah. Those waters are... There was no YMCA to teach people how to swim back then. (laughs) They just all sank. (laughs) They didn't even try. But unless you're tied to a slate and you're just that's crazy. What yeah. is what does a slate exactly look like, you think? Oh, it's like a piece of uh rock, right? Or like marble. And they just tie them to it and just let them sink? Yeah. It's like uh making cement shoes like the mafia used to do. I was imagining like a big <laughs> like like fence looking thing and they just like strung them up on it and pushed it in. Yeah, I mean they probably use slates for fencing at some point, so Yeah. You're not totally off. That's wild. At the heart sat the Kremlin, a heavily fortified base. Its own defense worked against itself. The powder magazine exploded, and the people hiding in the cellar were all asphyxiated. Deaths were up to around 200,000 from the fire and the raiding and the everything. Just it all blew up. The, The powder magazine, like, they're... All their ammunition and all their explosives were in one spot, and uh, that pretty much just fucked them, just yeah. having that. But I don't even know how they <laughs> got in that thing. That Kremlin fortress is, like, ridiculous. Yeah, well, they probably practiced, like, fire drills back then. Like, this is how you get in it. <laughs> it's like Lord of the Rings <laughs> with the ladders, like, the, on the wall, yeah, the yeah. second one. Oh, yeah, they use a lot of ladders in, like, Siege Warfare. Ivan had surrendered to Astrakhan. This defeat really just pissed him off even more. The Crimeans launched another attack. 120,000 troops crossed into Russia. The Tsar's forces were half of that, meeting at the Battle of Madawi. 
The close quarters combat took away the Tatar's bow skills. They were bowmen. What are you going to do when you're... You're not fucking Legolas. Like, you're not stabbing people with the <laughs> bow and, like, killing people from, like, one foot away. Once you once you run up on them, they're done. Prince Kavorshinin led a Russian flank using Golay Gorod. Mobile walls to push right through the horde. These things were, like, big-ass walls on with wheels on them. And they just sta- they just stayed behind them and just moved around them yeah. <laughs> and just flanked them behind these walls and they were just shooting arrows into it, not being able to do shit. And that's that's how you, that's how you beat the Mon- uh, well Mongol like people because they're always on horses. So if you yeah. have like a mobile fort, you're fine. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to ride around you. Right, they're just get- going in circles. Few horsemen returned to Crimea, and their leader barely got the fuck out of there alive. The Ottoman and the Crimean had to abandon their plans to es- expand their nations. Ivan pushed towards Serbia. I think everyone was trying to get Serbia at this point. Yeah. Because a- everyone was trying to push north. It was just an open land, like, ready to be taken. But it was probably more fertile, too. So, like... So, he... That was his biggest, like, accomplishment was, was pushing northward. All of this other war shit went down in the Battle of Chavash. Needless to say, Ivan was again victorious. Of course, he immediately named himself the Tsar of Siberia. (laughs) Wait, was it Serbia or Siberia? I think I messed that up. I think he was, I think I wrote the wrong, so they were pushing towards Siberia, not Serbia. Yeah, if they're going north, it's Serbia. Yeah. Siberia. Yeah, it's si- <laughs> I mixed those two up. So the whole t- he was pushing towards Siberia northward, and a, a Siberian film. Yeah, a Siberian film. Classic. <laughs> he also called himself the Czar of Muscovy. Anywhere he went, he called himself the Czar. So he had like four Czar names of wherever he was. Yeah, you gotta add to your title. <laughs> Ivan was growing into a miserable old fuck. He was beating his family members. He whipped his daughter-in-law so hard that he caused a miscarriage. Another incident was a heated argument with his second son, also named Ivan. While the yelling match was going on, the Tsar grabbed a pointed staff and jabbed it into his son's skull, fatally wounding him. Just a little act of rage. I've been there. (laughs) That's why I said he loved using a spear. The son kind of went out like a bitch. He just got hit once. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> one hit or quitter. One shot to the head with a fucking spear? World star. <laughs> <laughs> one day, Ivan was playing chess with one of his statesmen. He had a stroke and died. March 28th, 1584. That's what I like to call checkmate. <laughs> Ivan the Terrible's legacy was almost bankrupting his country, leading Russia to the time of troubles. Violent successions with imposters claiming the throne and a great famine that killed two million people was all blamed on Ivan. The shitstorm lasted up until Romanov dynasty took control in 1613, their rule lasted all the way until 1917. What happened in 
I don't know. <laughs> a basement party went Probably wrong. the same thing that happened. Bad things. What happened? What Did we know what happened? I don't know. Yeah, they happened. got murdered. <laughs> oh, that was the... Uh, yeah, that's the Russian royal family. Oh, I didn't even put that together. Yeah. I remember that story is insane. Anastasia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I hate that, like, there's all these conspiracy theories that, like, she's still around. And it's getting to the yeah. point where, like, she cannot be naturally alive anymore. Didn't they never found the graves, did they? I what? thought. I don't know. I think there's, like, some weird, like, because Russia's always weird when it comes to, like, DNA testing. Like, their, their skull of Hitler yeah. and shit. Like, right, they have Hitler's skull, right? Allegedly. Yeah. And they refuse That's to get That's a fake, DNA. dude. Hitler's so, yeah, alive. Some people say it's actually dude, a woman's skull. Hitler's still probably. alive, dude. <laughs> I mean, there's clones of Hitler, obviously. He's probably living in South America. That's... What I hear, <laughs> they made a show about it. Well, there, there's entire like uh, cities in like southern Brazil and like southern uh, Chile and Argentina. They all speak German. They're all Nazi cities. That's where they. Yeah. That's where <laughs> I just listened to last podcast. Um, last podcast the on the left, the Mangala episodes. That's where all the Germans took refuge. And there, there's still con- some Confederates in Brazil. Like 20,000 Confederates left after the Civil War and went down These there. These motherfuckers. There's like pictures of Jimmy Carter like hanging out with them. <laughs> well, they're descendants. But, they yeah. are the most, they are the funniest group that like still represents the Confederacy. Like I hate them. Like I'll fight <laughs> any Confederate right now because I'm a Union. So, I'm well, a Union soldier. If you go to Gettysburg, there's like a reunion. I went there. They have, they like, well, they added in the um, Confederate statues and stuff later because they wouldn't allow them to erect any memorial of the South in Uh, Gettysburg. Yeah. And um, later in history, they let let them do it. So if you ride in Gettysburg now, you'll have every southern state statue representing each whoever fought. Yeah, I remember being there, and they have, like, uh, this is six Alabama's, like, stone. Yeah. And it just lists the history of the regiment. I think that's very tasteful. That's fine. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean. They do the same thing for all the northern states, we were, too. We were all Americans, but they just got out of hand, so. Yeah. To handle. <laughs> they, I, just, they just believed in freedom a little less than we did up north. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to find the New Jersey statue. There's only one, and it's not even, like, on the main path. You have to, like, hike up to this little hill. And yeah. there's like a huge New Jersey regiment statue up there. Is it bigger than the others? No, dude. The the um, I mean, dude. Some of these statues are fuck. They're castles. Like the yeah. Pennsylvania one is like, it's like a building, dude. It's insane. There's a place by Valley Forge. It's called a uh, Freedom Foundation, and they have a, a big pillar for each state, and then they list all the Medal of Honor winners, and they have like, yeah. little plaques for them. But the PA one's, like, off in the middle of nowhere, and it's not that, like, nice. And it's like, you're in Pennsylvania. Like, you could have, like, judged it up a bit. I know. Well, that was our little lesson on yeah. Confederacy <laughs> and uh, Gettysburg <laughs> that ties right into Ivan the Terrible. <laughs> so I'm Mike Bonomo. I got Brian Davies. Night-night. I got Sean Hines. <laughs> See ya. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And remember to fight your fate. I'm just kidding. I just made that up. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, yeah. Like, the fate fighters. fighters. Like, those, those are our, those are our six fans. The fate fighters. Yeah. FTFers. Sick. All right, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>